My name is Victoria Garrick. My name is Emma Bradish. I'm Chase. My name is Cameron Lexlow. My name is Holly Byers, and I'm a student athlete. And I'm a student athlete. And I'm a student athlete. My name is Sally Stimson, and I'm a student athlete. From the lowest points of depression. It was a, a dark moment, and it was a year ago uh, where I had thought about, you know, taking my life, you know. Um, to encouraging moments of self-discovery. It wasn't until the next week after that, I, I thought to myself, looked in the mirror, I wasn't passing the mirror test, and I thought, well, I really have to, I really have to change something. And I, I, you know, I've gone to therapy now for about a year, you know, since, since that time. I think it actually had started, um, you know, within 10 days of, of, of that happening. These larger-than-life personalities are proof that mental health can affect everyone and that everyone is capable of overcoming them with help. I'm, I'm in a better place mentally. Uh, um, that was, that's behind me. That's behind me now. Um, I know how to deal with certain things if something comes up in my life now. Um, like I said, growing up, I just kind of brushed off my feelings and, you know, I buried them. And, uh, you know, you, you don't need to do that. You know, you need to get things off your chest and talk to someone, you know. Let's talk about it now on Cleats to Fill. As always, I'm your host, Sienna Sandridge, and today I'm here with two University of Virginia student-athletes, men's basketball player Chase Coleman, and now former University of Virginia women's soccer player Cameron Lexlow, as well as a surprise guest, football player from Temple University, RJ Morey, here to speak about their unique experiences as collegiate athletes and their triumphant times with mental health. So Chase, you play for a top-ranked Division I basketball team. Can you give me a general rundown of what your daily schedule looks like? My daily schedule? Uh, when we're in school? Yeah, Okay. Sure. So we lift three times a week, so we did it on those type days. It's uh, a lift at maybe 8, 7 in the morning, 1 to 2, um, class 9 to 3 whenever you have classes, one, two classes a day and then um, practices at three. Um, that lasts about two hours. And then, what is after that? You eat, if you, well, yeah, we, we eat. And then um, study hall is in between hours of seven and nine, or seven to 10, depending on when your hour to two hour gap is of that. So that's pretty much the rundown of the day. How much free time would you say you have? Um, now that I'm older and I understand my schedule more and I've learned how to prioritize more things and I, I get a few hours um, throughout the, like in the middle of the day, it's kind of sporadic, maybe get an hour, maybe get two. Um, nighttime, I tell people, like, cause I don't, since I'm older now and I figured out everything, I usually don't have a tutor or anything um, or any type of study hall really, so. Um, I'm usually free after seven, eight until whenever I go to sleep. But during the day when the sun's out, it's not much free time. I'll put it like that. Yeah. That's a pretty intense schedule you yeah. guys have, but it's a lot of dedication. So that's something you guys can totally be proud of. Yeah. It's a lot of hard work. Yeah, it's, it's ups and downs, but you know, you move on. Yeah. I mean, that's every, everything in life. For right? sure. Um, 
I guess we can go into those ups and downs a little bit now that you've brought it up. Right. right, so ups and downs come and go in everyone's life, athlete or not. We're all going to face adversity at some point in our lives, you know? So what are some ways that you cope with those downs you face in order to get back to those ups? I spent a lot of time on the phone with my mom, my dad, and uh, my brother, and one of my other close friends just talking about anything that isn't basketball, um, just trying to get my mind off that or anything off school-wise, just getting my mind off that as well. So a different space. Understandable. Yeah. And Cam, what about you? You're here at UVA as well. You've got a pretty similar schedule in terms of intensity. What ways do you cope with the ups and downs thrown at you? Our schedule is pretty busy. Um, we had two games a week, most of the time, usually on Thursdays and Sundays, and then practice every day and lifts twice, twice a week. So that was like definitely a lot. I think that is the part where I struggled a little bit, having time for yourself and free time to do things that you love outside of your sport and school is definitely important. It was sometimes hard to find those like little moments of free time to dedicate towards me, my passions, and my mental health. Something that works for me was going for walks. I think being outside, getting some air and sunlight is just good for everyone. Um, I also found time to hang out with some of my friends and my boyfriend, whether it was like just getting lunch or hanging out and talking or about something other than soccer. I also did see a therapist once a week in the beginning of my college career, just as like a check-in for me of how to keep track of what I was doing mentally. There was also a time that me seeing a therapist did transition from a check-in to more of a figuring out how to navigate the mental stressors I was feeling. Um, and therapy definitely helped me and still does even after I've graduated. Athletes are often hailed as being the best of the best because of your physical abilities. But I think we can all agree that nobody, not even athletes, are immune to mental health issues. Do you think that if mental health challenges were treated the same way athletes treat a physical injury like an ACL tear, for example, things would be different? Definitely. Um, because sports, which many people know but not as many people know, is 90% mind and 10% body. So I think if you focus on the mental health aspect more than you do, or that just like you do with the physical aspect, a lot of drastic changes will happen for the better. Um, I think being a student athlete definitely comes with more challenges than a non-athlete would have, but that doesn't mean a non-athlete doesn't struggle with their own mental health problems. There's definitely a stigma with athletes, but I think overall there's a stigma for everyone regarding mental health issues. I think that as a student athlete and having the pressure of being the best of the best might affect the decision to seek, seek help um, just because of their like, you know, image. I think regardless of someone who plays a sport or not, the protection of their image is high on the reasoning of like why people don't seek help. Mental health problems in our society have been made to make people seem more weak and that's definitely something that needs to be changed. And RJ, what about you? You've more recently spoken up about your mental health challenges as a student athlete. Do you have anything to add on about mental health struggles? Yeah, um, life happens to everyone. You know, I'm human, just like everyone else. Just because I, I play this beautiful game, uh, just doesn't mean life is not gonna happen to me too. I know for me, um, walking around with a smile, that's, that's easy to put on. Everybody can do it. 
you know, but you know, when we go on, we some of us have real life problems, you know. Um, so it's just how you deal with those things and us as men, you know, to be honest, our, our feelings are, aren't too much cared about, you know. So um, especially men, just, you know, get things off your chest, you know. Um, it's okay to talk to talk to someone, seek help. You're not too tough to, to talk to someone, you know. Do you think that being a student athlete, there's just a certain stigma around that that makes it even harder for athletes than just your average student to come forward about those things? Um, in a sense, sometimes, because uh, like a lot of athletes, they feel like they have a lot on their plate. It's a lot of pressure to satisfy everyone and not all the time you're going to be able to do that. And that's some just things we have to live with. I think that's a good idea. And I think if mental health is treated like physical injuries, it would definitely decrease the stigma in some aspects. I think it had been so long of mental health being stigmatized, so it just like will take a while. I also think that having more people educated on mental health problems and how to navigate individual struggles would definitely help many athletes and just like people in general. So what do you think we can do to help correct this stigma surrounding athletes and just in general? RJ, I know that a while back you posted on social media about some of what you were going through. What gave you the courage and the inspiration to do that? Um, to be honest, I posted a video. Um, that was a, a, a dark time in my, my life. Didn't nobody really know. Um, but I posted it because I wanted to encourage others to seek help whenever they are, they are, they are down. Um, I didn't know, really, really didn't take in consideration what depression really was. I always just brushed it off. Uh, that's how I, I grew up. I grew up. Um, I just brushed off my feelings, and uh, and uh, it got the best of me, you know. And I just wanted to put out a positive message that uh, that I'm still here. I'm still I'm still growing. I'm still learning. I'm, I'm blessed. I'm, I got a lot of things to be grateful for, and uh, someone was there for me. So um, reach out to your loved ones and ask them how they're doing and, and listen to them, you know, because it's important, you know. And Chase, you may also have an interesting perspective on the connection between athletes and their coach as the aspiring coach that you are. And I know you're not done with your season yet. You still have plenty to learn. Yeah. But if you had a player of your own come up to you and tell you you were or they were struggling with a mental health issue, how would you react and support them? Um... I, I would treat it as if it's a physical injury, how athletes treat that and people treat that sort of thing. So I start with asking questions, um, more so of the things of like, what's wrong? And then getting the detail, like, all right, let's break it down. Is it basketball or is it the sport that we're playing? Or is it outside? Is it school? Is it relationships? Is it uh, just, you don't understand certain situations or what's going on in this situation or whatever, and try to like get to the root of it. And then also use the connection, like especially here, the connections we have, I will put them in the right direction uh, to speak to professionals and understand uh, how to get him through that type of adversity. And if he needs time away, it's understandable because I mean, we're all human, so can't this like basketball players any athlete not a robot like they're not gonna be perfect everybody's human everybody has feelings like 
got to focus on that first. The mental part is what drives you. It's the motivation. It's what you think is you're responsible for. It's it's almost everything that goes into how your body moves. So okay. without that, it's kind of tough. Yeah, if you're not there mentally, you can't play at your best. Yes. Chase, you're totally spot on. Phrasing it by saying nobody is a robot is such a great way of putting it into perspective for us. And then, yeah. But, uh, well, thank you all for coming to talk with me today. It was so wonderful to hear about each of your unique experiences. Thank you for your time, your energy, your flow. And to all our listeners, tune in next week when I sit down with our next guest and hear about their mental health challenges of their athletic successes. If you or someone you know is in crisis, call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-TALK or contact the crisis text line by texting HOME to 741-741.